This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From six, seven days into 2021. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let Holy me tell you something, Tom. Shit. 2021 goes hard in the paint. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> goes hard in the fucking paint, baby. <laughs> fucking right off the God. bat. Damn. Holy shit. <laughs> this is still cognitive dissonance. Uh, Every episode, oh. <laughs> we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence. To any topic that makes it makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. See, a lot of those th- things. This it's week. skeptical. <laughs> it's political, and it always fucking has yeah, been. Be this and there is no welcome at this is episode five hundred and fifty nine. And if you thought you were gonna get a fucking reprieve here, you know, before we have so much to talk about, but. We only have 20 fucking days of 2021 that Trump was in charge of. Right. 20 yeah. fucking days. Fuck you can, when you give your two week notice, yeah. you slack the fuck yeah. off for your two week notice. What are you doing? Yeah. You what world are you living in where you only have to get through 20 fucking days? Yeah, almost four four years of the last decade. <laughs> And he didn't fuck things up that bad in that long a time in comparison to this. Well, I take that back. The COVID thing has been pretty bad, but yeah, Yeah, it's it's been, that's been a disaster. I mean, actually, you know, you know, I, I was, I was reading something the other day. I, I think maybe it was in something you posted from national review, but I don't remember. I was reading something the other day. Um, and they were just talking about some of the, the failures. And one of the things they said, Cecil was like the disastrous failure uh, to manage the hurricane that ravaged Puerto Rico, Hurricane Maria, that killed yeah. thousands. And I thought, oh, oh, that did yeah. have, like that, that was such a yeah. big deal when it had, was such a big deal. Thousands died. And I fucking flat out forgot about that shit. When Cecil and I were getting ready for the show this week, I called him as I put it, like a yeah. psychopath out genuinely of the blue, like not a, even a text Genuinely message. like a psychopath. He didn't warn me at all. He just called me. <laughs> Guys, okay, introverts out there, I'm talking directly to you. Imagine your phone rang out of the blue. Just imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that to everybody at this point. Like everybody I'm connected with, I'll just be like, Oh, I got to talk to that person. And I'll just pick up and call like, <laughs> like it's, it's 1999, 1990s. baby. What are you I don't give doing, a fuck. You I'm just to, like, bing, bing. You need to send a message. Phone, you got to send a, a text message first. And it says, are you free to talk? And if you say yes, is now a good time? You have to do two texts. I'm not asking. I'm not sending you, you two messages. Two texts, two texts no, minimum to no. call me on the phone. Motherfucker, we have been friends for 21 years. I can call your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. But yeah, seriously, Tuesday. Tuesday, guys. I call Cecil in the afternoon, late afternoon. Oh, God. Not, not 11.40. Late afternoon, I call Cecil. I'm like, holy shit. I just listened 
to the full audio of the of the uh, call to the Georgia yeah. uh, Secretary of State. It, the, you've got to listen to this thing. It's fucking total batshit. I I need somebody to hear now, this. Now, this so call took Cecil. place on the second, right? So the call took place on the second. The media learned about it, right. I think, the day or the day after that. And then the full transcript yep. was released to the by the Washington Post. And this this story is dated on the 5th. So that's Tuesday. Yep. What what world? We are living in a world where we record on Thursday. This show will release on Monday. I mean, effectively, the earth will be reduced to fucking ashes <laughs> by Monday. I don't even know what we're going to release this. Saying. What? So the fucking mutant cyborgs that will rule the earth in three days can listen to the fucking thing. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Jesus the Christ. big story this week was supposed to be the fucking the pressuring the goddamn Georgia secretary of state to overturn the fucking election. That traitorous, seditious shit was supposed to be the big story this week. Or maybe the next big story this week should be that the Democrats regain control of the Senate with a 50 to 50 fucking margin. Yeah. Like they elected the first black senator in the South in history. That's not even relevant anymore. I don't even care. I do want to I do want to like, comment I mean, I very do, quickly on that by saying that's the best five thousand dollars we ever spent. <laughs> oh, holy shit. So, so it's so funny, guys, because I actually, I'm going to call this up because I, and, and it's just for giggles, and please don't send me fucking emails about that's not how this fucking math works because I still think it's fun to do. And I want you guys to kind of just conceptualize why these fundraisers matter. The Democrats raised about $200 million in total that flowed down to the Senate race in Georgia. Um, it's a little more than that, but it was about $200 million. They turned out around 4.4 million voters, which means they spent about $45.45 for every vote that they turned out. From our fundraiser, we raised $136,000. Almost thirty-nine. Almost thirty-eight. Almost, almost 139 to be honest. Oh, you, you know what, Cecil? You're right. So we, we raised about hundred. let's use $138,000. If every vote cost $45.45, we we produced 3036 votes man that mattered yeah like that actually like you can look at that and say and again i know the math isn't quite that simplistic it's not quite that one to one but it's also not unimportant yeah and that's really fucking cool yeah. that's that was i was riding a high baby yeah. i was riding yeah. a high i was like woo great there is literally day. <laughs> i mean it's literally on the backs of the podcasters and the and the podcast audience that was involved put in so much yeah. work and so much of their money to make sure that this went. And then Andrew and Thomas went with it again. And if you count all of that, because we loaned them in for it and we helped them set it up and we sort of right. you know seeded it to them, you're looking at seeded and S E E E D. So we seeded the idea that you look at you add that in, you're over two hundred thousand dollars. You're over two hundred thousand yep. dollars worth of. You know, two hundred. It's almost two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yep, that that's and th and that's about five thousand yep. votes, four thousand eight hundred eighteen votes. And that's and that money went to you know and on all those people who 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 participated and all the people who donated and all the bid and we were a seed money in the sense that we joined in with the other people who wanted to match. So we were a match. Tom and I were a match as well as all the other people yep. who matched initially. And it was just going to be $16,000. Tom and I were $5,000 of that, but happily spent that, you know, to, to, to try to make sure that that happened. And that was such an amazing night. 
to hear that come in and to watch that happen and to see, you know, because you knew Warnock was going to get it, right? It was just so weird. Such a weird thing anyway. Warnock. I would have thought it would be the other way. Wouldn't you you in the beginning? I would have thought so too. But, you know, what's so great about that is, you know, Warnock's coming in, no problem. I don't know if it was that that Leffler was so dislikable that they were choosing Warnock and then choosing Purdue. But, you know, you walk in there, it's not straight ticket. It's clearly not straight ticket because people are coming in and choosing one or the other because, you know, Loeffler right. got less votes Very than, interesting. Yep. Than, than Purdue and Ossoff got less votes than, than Warnock. Warnock, and it's yeah. just That's how it worked out. But the next day, the votes kept coming in. And, and you know, you pretty much knew the night before. You knew the night before. I knew before I went to sleep that they were both going to win, that they were pretty much destined to win. But the morning when you wake up and you see it on BBC that one of them won and then, you know, another one was going to win for sure that day. It was a really great feeling, man, to be part of something like that. And then the next day, the whole world (laughs) goes to shit. What the fuck? I I do want to say, Cecil, I think I figured out the, like, the the, the, the hierarchy, I should say, um, that explains the Warnock-Ossoff difference. And it really comes down to how America treats and ranks their minorities. So obviously, white man is the is the easy get, right. right? But underneath white man is probably black man, then white woman, <laughs> then Jew, right? then what, what's then that? Jew, then black woman. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know where Jew ranks. I don't know. Ossoff's the that. Jew. I, oh, that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> isn't he a Jewish guy? So, okay, <laughs> is he real? I don't I'll know. I don't. I don't know sure. if he's Jewish check. guy or not. But it explains why Warnock, the black guy, beat Leffler, the white woman, because like we're we're racist, but we're also misogynist, <laughs> and we're more misogynist than we are racist. So it's like yeah. it's all very confusing. Yeah, he's but the math, yeah, the multipliers, yeah. like a because a woman is worth like 0. 0.7 of sure. a man, at least in financial terms, and I don't know what like a black. I'm going to need you to stop doing math right now. I'm going to need you to quit that. I got to stop. Because what I don't want you to get to is three-fifths. That's all. I just don't want (laughs) to get to that point. Um, Well, we're progressive past that. We're progressive now. Because a woman's point, yeah. yeah. Um, So let's start, though, because because we are definitely going to talk about the the, The coup. coup. But I, but I think, you know, we prepared, Tom. We went out of our way to listen yeah. to this entire conversation. Both Tom and I listened to the full hour conversation that Trump had with these two, the Secretary of State and his assistants in, uh, in Georgia. And so, uh, and his Trump's lawyers were on the phone. There's like 25 people on the call. It was the worst Zoom call echo bullshit you've ever seen in life. <laughs> but Tom, let's talk about that first. And, you know, I mean, clearly we don't have to get into it too much because, you know, when you when you steal a car at gunpoint and then rob a bank, they're not too worried about the shoplifting you did early in the week, but they might still prosecute you. <laughs> they may still prosecute right, you. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Man, so... It, it, and I, I really did think this was going to be the story of the week. I really, I, I really did. It should, by the way, be the story of a presidency. Absolutely incidentally, absolutely should. Um, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, no. so There's, but that's I mean, yeah, if you're forgetting two thousand deaths from the first year, it's definitely not the story of a presidency. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so this fucking call. So Trump and his fucking nincompoop lawyers get on the phone 
And they get on the phone with the secretary of state and, and a handful of, of other folks from Georgia. And he is just, it is the most absurd fucking call. He's rattling off this wild list of baseless fucking conspiracy theories connected to these numbers that are no more a truth than, I mean, than the fucking tooth fairy. They are a fucking abstraction. And he belies no understanding of how numbers work. By the way, guys, if you fucking listen to this, he'll say, he's, he says all over and over again, he's like, we won. We won Georgia by hundreds of thousands, 100,000, 200,000, 400,000. He just inflates the number as he goes, like throughout the course of the conversation. He's like, we only need 17,889 yeah, or whatever 11, it is. 11,780. So he's like, that's all we need. That's all we need to find. We've, we've got that. We've got that. Here's, and then he starts naming these different categories of what he considers to be problematic votes. And he's like, these total more than the total number of votes that in his mind he needs in order to flip Georgia, which by the way, flipping Georgia wouldn't give him the election. Wouldn't do anything. Like I, I was listening to this the whole time. I'm like, even if we gave you Georgia, which no one's going to fucking do, you know, it doesn't change the election. You didn't lose by one Georgia unit. You lost by more than a Georgia. Yeah. That's it wouldn't it wouldn't change anything. Anything. It's like to you it, it's like if your car broke down because the engine was on fire and you're like, "Well, I got to get new tires." Yeah. Well, the engine's still on fire, motherfucker. So he's talking about like, "I want these votes. There's 20,000 votes here and and 6,000 votes there and there's you know, this one woman, she's an operative and she put the, these ballots in three times and there's 18,000 votes, but she did them three times. So it's 18,000 times three. And you're listening to it and none of it makes any sense at all. None of it is backed up with facts. The people from Georgia is like, that just fucking never happened. They're just like, we're they just, said, they're, I'm not. They said at one point, that just didn't at one happen. point he talks about how there is a tape and the tape shows, the security camera shows this woman comes in takes hides votes and then later those votes are taken and, and scanned and that's the best uh synopsis i can make from the fucking gobbledygook that he vomited out of his mouth because it's literally unintelligible what how he speaks and how he talks i just want to get off on a tiny tangent and say all those people who were decrying biden all along saying he's so forgetful and he's alzheimerish listen to this phone call for 30 minutes he seriously does not complete a single thought. It is the most yep. rambling, bumbling, goofy thing. He fucks up. Uh, he fucks up his own name with Biden three or four times. <laughs> his own name. Like you're it's you. It's not, it's not even it's you. You're talking about it. He fucks it up three or four times in a row. Yep. And he has to correct himself and he catches himself. I don't ever want to hear anybody say how, how senile Biden is in comparison. This guy's a fucking mess. He's an absolute mess. Maybe he didn't take his Adderall that morning. I have no idea. But in any case, this idiot is talking for 10 minutes about this, uh, this, this woman who comes in and there's a tape and yada, yada, yada. And he's essentially explaining how he saw a tape that showed some sort of voter fraud. The representative who has been very forcefully since the beginning, not the actual secretary of state, but his undersecretary or whatever, who's been the one who has been speaking more and more and more to the public, came out and said, Mr. President, that tape that you've seen is edited. I have an unedited version. I showed it to the news down here. I will send it to you. I will send you the link. And immediately president, the president says, I don't care about a link. I don't want your link. 
Yeah. Every time he's offered evidence, he's like, I don't need it. You know, and then he moves and he's like, he moves on to another category of what he considers to be problematic votes. Because rather than engage deeply and in depth on any one topic, he just constantly is is fucking shooting around. It's like, a shotgun approach to yeah, try yeah. to get to try to cover it's, as much area to try to find one weak weakness. It's a gish yeah. gallop. It's a fight. It's it is it is the it is the electoral version of Absolutely. a gish gallop. Absolutely, bouncing around. At one point, at one point, they tell him like, "Mr. President, the problem with." All of this is that you can't just believe. This is something they're saying to the president, by the way. This is something I would say to a 10-year-old, yeah. honestly, not a 13-year-old. If my 13-year-old didn't know this shit, I'd fucking hit him. <laughs> I wouldn't. But I, I'm kidding. Like, they say to him, Mr. President, I mean. you can't, well, not with a closed fist. I'd go lefty. I go southpaw because I don't have the, you know, it's all Bad clumsy. Aim. But like... <laughs> He said, you know, the problem with social media is anybody can just put anything on there and it's not necessarily true. And then the president, the guy who commands and governs via Twitter fiat, literally says, I don't care about social media. That's not it. I don't use social media. I use Trump media. What does that even mean? What? Trump media? You, you governed through Twitter. You have fired and hired people. He has hired people that didn't know they had applied for jobs. Did you, do you remember listening to that yeah. story about yeah. a guy who found out that he was hired by the Trump administration for a job he yeah. did not fucking apply for when he heard about it on Twitter? And he had to go, he had to go to a press conference that he didn't even want to go yeah. to or whatever. Yeah. Did you, he wasn't sure what was even happening. Right. Right. He was just like, fuck, I guess I have a job right. with the Trump administration because some guy fucking Twittered it. He doesn't use social media. They're explaining to him that the, they, that the baseless QAnon level bullshit conspiracy theory nonsense that, and, and I guess this is my ignorance, Cecil. And I, I remember I called you and I was, I was floored by this because I realized something while I listened to that call. And what I realized is that the flow of information was not moving in the direction that I had always assumed that right. it had moved. And so what I mean by that is, I assumed that the president and people within his administration were at least to some degree creating some of the narrative, right? Specifically around the election fraud issue. I thought they were feeding and seeding some of this into the general public. And that is only partially. And I think from this call, I think that's less true than the reality that this dumb, credulous, dipshit-ass motherfucker is trolling around the internet, finding weird shit he agrees with, and then simply amplifying that. Yeah. He is not getting, he's not creating any information or creating any narrative or feeding into the cycle from, from, from a sort of like progenitor standpoint. He is instead simply a conduit through which bullshit passes and once it passes through him, it becomes amplified, and then and then and then people believe it more. You know, he he adds a certain weird gravitas and credibility because of his position, but he's he's not the source of his own bullshit. Like he's making he's just reading what other people have said about him, and being like, because he's citing in this call rumors. He is citing. He's literally saying. I don't know. 
It's all over. I read it all over. There's rumors that say there's 53,000 votes. Everyone knows it. Everyone hears it. Rumors of uh, fraud. He's not got any facts. He's not got access to dossiers or intelligence brief. I mean, he does, but he's not using any of that stuff, right? He's, guys, he's just some fucking crazy motherfucker. He's your crazy uncle on Twitter. Yeah, 100%. Reading, like watching weird shit on YouTube 100%. and seeing fucking weird screen caps that fucking have no context that then get fucking relabeled and photoshopped and shared around. That's the fucking president. You know what's scary about that though, Tom, is that that makes him a a, a perfect conduit for trolls and Russian trolls and other foreign yeah. powers. Because if they feed into his ego enough, he will absolutely yeah. believe it. And, and I think what happened here was a feedback loop. Trump had always been saying since the beginning that this was going to be a rigged election. He's been saying it for years. He said it in 2016. There's tape of him saying, if I lose, it's rigged. It's it's out there. You can find it. And he's been saying it for months at this point. If I lose, it's rigged. If I, if I lose, it's rigged. Well, now yeah. what happens is, is he sees it as rigged. So he, he says that to the audience. Now the audience finds a way to try to prove that to him, to try to say to him, you're right, yeah. Mr. President. Here's this yep. weird piece of tape that I found. You're right, Mr. President. And so now there's this weird feedback loop. He's like, a, he's like his own human centipede. He has, he has sucked his <laughs> own face onto his own asshole and he is shitting out and then swallowing his own shit. Yeah, it is. It is genuinely unreal. Like, you know, when you encounter somebody online and you realize like, holy fuck, man, do you not Snopes anything? Yeah. Do you not like, you You don't, you don't fact check any, you just, you see, this is your fucking, this is a guy who sees memes, man. The president of the United States is that easily manipulatable. Yeah. And the thing that made me upset, the thing that I, that I, that I was floored by is, he was always this he was way from the beginning. We got off so from easy, guys. I, I, this is going to come out and we're going to have like 10, 11, 12 days left to this guy. And, and I, and I am not making this up because as bad as it has been for the last four years, when you listen to this tape and you realize just how incredibly deep the level of narcissistic, ignorant, bullshit that he relies on in order to feed himself that there's nothing there's nothing moving out from him that doesn't originate from some but this is the best it could have it been is. this is the best this in the is, world it could have been so much worse guys it should have been by all yeah. rights it should have been so much worse because we had we had the dumbest person on your facebook feed yep. think about the dumbest motherfucker on your facebook feed right now that's the guy we hired. Yep. We got off easy. Yep. We didn't get into a big war with any. We had 12 days, so fucking... Yeah, knock on knock wood. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, don't break any windows or whatever. But, like, we didn't get any big wars. Like, no... I mean, I don't want to say no catastrophes. The catastrophes could have been bigger ones. I mean, they were awful. Everything about it was... But we got off yeah. easy, all things considered. I agree. That's an unbelievable thing to say. I agree. I, you know, you hear this this tape, you listen to this, and you, I, I cannot plumb the depths of his stupidity. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is so shockingly stupid. There were times I literally cackled out loud listening to how stupid. <laughs> 
just yeah. clinically fucking stupid this person is. And then to hear his lawyers say the same thing. You know, the only lawyer on it that I that I actually thought had was actually trying to get the bottom of something was the lawyer who spoke near the end. He had said, look, here's four different things. He had a quantitative thing and he wanted to find out whether or not this was a thing that fell apart. So this lawyer jumps in and says, look, and this is one of Trump's lawyers. He jumps in and says, look, yep. we have four different sets of numbers. I, uh, You clearly don't want to share your numbers with us, but can we at least go over our concerns? And then Trump immediately says, no, we want you to share your numbers and you got to share your data with us. And he's going on and on and on. Right. And then the guys are pushing back, essentially saying, we're not going to share our data with you. We don't have to share our data with you. We shouldn't have to share our data with you. It's against the law in some cases to share our data with you. So we're not going to do it. And there's this fight that he keeps on, and he keeps on trying to push them. And I got to ask you this, Tom, because the whole time I'm sitting there thinking this, I work as this secretary of state or as this other guy by the pleasure of the people of Georgia, right? So the people of Georgia voted for me to get into office or they, they voted for my boss who then hired me. I don't fucking work for you, man. You're a fucking dude, okay? I ran yeah. a thing that had you as part of the, the main attraction, but you're not my fucking boss. And so the moment he starts fucking ragging on them and and like essentially calling them out and calling them, I mean, essentially calling them incompetent on the phone multiple times, many, many times, I, I thought to myself, I would tell you, to find the biggest fucking dildo and shove it down your mouth and choke to death if that was me. <laughs> I could not imagine sitting on that call and eating that much shit for somebody who doesn't pay no. my bills. I couldn't, it doesn't no. even, my brain didn't even, I'm gonna tell you a story. When I was a fucking kid, I was 16 years old, 17 years old. I got my first job at McDonald's. I'm in the back of this fucking McDonald's and this old guy, it was Saturday, it was Saturday morning, I'm working and I'm, I'm washing dishes and this old guy who was working the register comes back. It's just 10.30, things just switched around. This was just when McDonald's added cinnamon rolls to their thing. He comes back with six cinnamon rolls in a, in a thing and he sets them down by me and he's, and he's this old, sweet old guy who's working the register and he says, oh, these are gonna have to get thrown away or unless you wanna eat some of them. And I thought, fuck, I'll eat one of those. So I jam one in my mouth and I'm still washing dishes. I go back yeah. over and I go to jam one in my mouth. And the manager walks up, this big fat lady, she walks up. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm washing dishes. You're not supposed to eat the food. What are you talking about? We're going to throw it away. You're supposed to throw it away. Do not eat it anymore. And I was like, fuck you. And I left. I literally walked off the bed. Someone told me, Tom, one time I couldn't eat a cinnamon roll and I quit. <laughs> And I quit, man. <laughs> Could you, I mean, I can't even put myself in these guys' shoes to be in this yeah. position. I literally can't. Well, the th you know, I, I have certainly been in positions where I did not feel at liberty to quit jobs I wanted to quit because I have, you know, my, the responsibilities at home or whatever. I get it. Necessitate that I have a job, right? So but he can't fire but you. That's not true of the secretary of state, right? That's what I was saying, like, this is a guy who, first of all, it's not like it's either secretary of the state or, you know, fuck, I'm homeless. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a middle ground yeah. there. You don't become secretary of the state of Georgia without having some contacts and some ability. So it's not like if he lost the election, he'd be like, well, fuck, that was all I had. And then, you know, you just, <laughs> yeah, the next like, week he's fucking growing a yeah. fucking shitty yeah, the beard next week he's, eating Cheetos he's on the couch. fucking shooting meth into his eye. That's not happening. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
So, and yeah, m- fuck that noise. Like it's if, if, if I'm on a call and somebody's questioning my personal integrity, like my actual personal integrity, because this call oscillates between like simpering flattery and fucking threats. And then like weird, weird guys, you get this, you get this, this, this insight into Trump's mind because when he does try to cajole somebody, here's, here's, here's a, here's something I've learned uh, is that people will try to convince you when somebody's trying to sell you of something or sell you something very often, what they will do is they will try to use as cajoling tactics, the things that they themselves would be motivated by, right? Because we tend to universalize our own experiences. So people will tell you a lot about what motivates them by how they try to sell something to you, right? So when Trump is trying to cajole the Secretary of State into taking action, he says things like, you know, nobody's going to like you. Yeah. Nobody's going to like you. The people don't like you. I'm telling you, the people. And what he is saying is, I am afraid that people won't like me. That's what he's saying. The most important thing that you should be worried about is whether or not people like you. Because I think that using that is threatening. Right. It, it's it, it's very it's 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 incredibly revealing, actually, about the person doing the cajoling sure. to see what tools they sure. use, especially when they use non-standard tools. So I thought that was really interesting when he's oscillating between this like flattery, you know, uh, you know, I, I know that you want to do the right thing. You want to do the right thing. I know you do. You want to find the truth out. And then 10 seconds later, he's like, no, but, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, nobody likes nobody's going to hire you. Nobody's going to like you. Uh, the people have turned on you. They're right to turn on you. He, it's crazy. It's clumsy as fuck. He is about as smooth as the fucking worst used car oh, salesman you have ever imagined yeah. in your life. I can't imagine being on the other end of that phone call and feeling genuinely browbeat. And he's calling him corrupt. That's the intent Tom. of that call. He's calling right. him corrupt multiple times throughout. I cannot imagine sitting on that call and eating that bag of shit. I just can't. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Even if I was a, you know, a Republican and that was my guy. Anyway, that that call though this week where he's begging for them to flip fucking 11,000 votes was the big news. Yeah. Yeah. It was until, right? And then the next big news was yeah. supposed to be the Georgia runoff. Yeah. The Georgia runoff, Cecil, would have been the next big political news. Big week. Should have been a big week. No. That same fucking day as the Georgia runoff is finalized, in the same day, we have a fucking, we have a, a, an insurrection, a coup. Yeah. A violent protest spilling into the Capitol building. What the fuck happened, Cecil? Well, holy fucking shit. Fucking tuned him up. It was him, man. They came all out there for him. He's been talking about this fucking day, Tom, for a month, maybe a month. He comes, he comes out, he stands in front of the crowd, he tunes him up. He says, you know, sometimes you just gotta be strong. You don't wanna give up, you gotta be strong. His son comes out and says, you gotta fight. And then fucking Ruli Giuliani comes out and fucking old timey challenges other people to fucking <laughs> trial by combat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I would love to watch Bring it, Rudy. Rudy Giuliani. Bring it, Rudy. Oh, Bring it, Rudy. Oh, Bring oh, it, Rudy. Oh, name your Champion. Oh, God, Rudy. Please bring it. Rudy Giuliani gets named as the Republican oh champion God. in a trial Holy by shit. combat. I would 
Holy shit, there's no amount what of money I want, that I wouldn't give to pay for that. What I want is, I just want, I want him to have to fight somebody his age so Biden goes out there and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Biden would fucking Biden school fuck that That bitch. guy could barely walk at this point. His fucking jaw is too big. <laughs> He'd be his so jowls nice. are so big, they hang down. He's like Nosferatu, <laughs> that guy. He's so terrifying. This fucking weird head mascara would be they running. They all tuned that fucking crowd up. Yeah. And then they yep. fucking marched onto the fucking the, the the to the Capitol, and then they broke through the doors. And at some point, the police kind of just said, "Eh, go ahead." I mean, genuinely, the police said at a certain point there was maybe, uh, you know, they're they're standing out in so, in front of those those uh, those barricades. They're standing there and they're just like, "Okay, go ahead." They open. They literally open the barricades and let them pass. Open yeah. the barricades. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 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 capital was breached in multi. I was listening to the daily this morning. The capital wasn't breached in one no. place by the mob. It was breached in multiple places by the mob. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the police for a second. Fuck the police. I I I when and this was not right. And I did. I'm and I and I want to be very clear. What I was not hoping for was um, the same level of unmitigated police brutality that protesters for Black Lives Matter were met with because I don't condone police yeah. brutality. Police brutality is in and of itself its own problem. It's not okay when it's my yep. guys and, and not okay when it's your guys. We shouldn't be looking at it so like I, that. I want to yeah. be fucking 100% clear about that. But this was always going to happen. This was, this was, this literally was inevitable and was always inevitable. And it was, we knew this was going to happen a week you ahead of time. They said this was going to happen. Be a special Trump kind of douche to not think this was going to happen. And we weren't like the cops. You weren't fucking prepared for this. You weren't ready when when fucking Black Lives Matter showed up around the Capitol to protest. The police presence was enormous and brutal. Yeah. I'm not looking for it to be enormous, but holy shit, you just like fucking a whole like a handful of the fucking junior citizens brigade was out there. They had when they were pepper spray. When when I, when you watch some of the video, when the crowd turns violent and they move in against the Capitol and they're breaking down the barricades and the police are are trying to push back at, at initially, and they have the pepper spray. They have the little belt pepper sprays. They don't have the big crowd control pepper sprays. Yeah. They're using the little like you know I'm an officer and I've got my own fucking pepper spray on yeah. my fucking bat utility yeah. belt, right? They're not using the big I crowd saw, control I weapons. Saw, Where I were saw the fucking ad, pepper I saw an balls? ad for it on Wish from Facebook, and I picked it up. It was a two-pack, and that's where I, yeah, that's yeah, where I right. got it. <laughs> Seriously, where were the fucking big gun? Like, where, where were the fucking pepper when balls? The, and where was, there was the, no, there was, where was the fucking helicopter it, to fly over the whenever crowd? It's, what, what the whenever fuck? Whenever it's Black Lives Matter, it is... Beanbag guns that can fracture your fucking orbital bone. It's fucking rubber bullets that can fucking leave fucking permanent scars on your body. It's pepper balls that are shot in the face of children. It is it is complete and total. I mean, you're talking bear spray. They're shooting bear spray at people. They are they're ramming they're, cars in the crowd. I watched the fucking cops here in Chicago literally drive their fucking car through a fucking crowd for no goddamn reason whatsoever during a 
Black Lives Matter protest that they could have just fucking waited for a little while until the road cleared or at least wait until the guys got the people out of the road. There was no reason to drive that car through. They did it because they wanted to fucking hurt somebody that day. Those cops on that fucking rotunda, they just literally walked by. There's fucking cops getting selfies with them. There's cops inside taking selfies. There's cops that are just letting them go through. They're fist bumping, elbow bumping. They walked right fucking into this thing. And that woman's death is on their fucking hands. That woman who fucking tried to climb in and got shot in the fucking chest by the Secret Service, that's on their hands. Those people should have never even gotten the building. There's no way they would have got, you would have put, I belong to a dork organization called the SCA, okay? It's a fucking stupid, dumb organization where we pretend we're from the Middle Ages. They play fucking war games with these big shields and shit. You put fucking six guys from the SCA at one of those doors, nobody's getting through the door. I guarantee fucking it. It's super easy, man. <laughs> you have a door. You have a place to protect. They literally let them right in. They literally let yep. them right into the building. You look at fucking Standing Rock. Look at what they did to those people at fucking Standing yep. Rock, yep. shooting fucking water on them in the freezing rain. There's fucking military there. There's paramilitary there. Look at what they did when Black Lives Matter were out there before. There's paramilitary people fucking four abreast on the fucking steps of that place. How many people they have? That fucking, that Barty Fife and his two brothers, man. Yep. It, it, this is, if, if, if we needed any more proof, I don't think that we did, but if we needed any more proof that America has a fucking race problem, look at the way that this is a bunch of, a bunch of fucking privileged ass white people protecting their political hegemony showed up and they're like, oh, well, fucking let them in. Let them take the fucking capital. Let them storm a place where li the, the, the seat of power is currently working to seat the next power. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't have you didn't have massive fucking security, massive fucking security detail. Either you didn't think anything was going to kick off, which is utterly insane if you think that, because Trump ahead of time was tweeting out, it's going to get wild Right. The fucking president was tweeting out, hey, the, the thing, the thing about Trump, man, is we weren't fooled by a duplicitous man. That's the thing that makes me absolutely fucking apoplectic here. We were not fooled by a duplicitous man from the get, from the jump. And every fucking day since Trump has telegraphed every single thing that he is and who he is, what he is about and what he means. He is not that duplicitous. Does he say things that contrast with each other? Absolutely he does. But he is fucking fairly upfront about being a racist. He's fairly upfront about, I mean, like there's nothing hidden under the fucking surface about this guy. Well, you know what this snake is. We've known what this fucking 100%. snake was for four fucking years, for four years. We, how did you, if you like looked at parlor, if you just if you just casually glanced at Parlor at any time in the last you know through two months, you knew they were planning shit for J for the fucking sixth. You knew that because they fucking said so everywhere. This was an organized rally. People came from all over the country to attend it. It's not some thing that just popped up out of nowhere when people got upset and went outside and gathered in crowds. That's not what fucking happened. People, I, what the fuck? Yeah. What the actual fuck? They let the powers that be let this happen because they are complicit. Yeah. That is it. it. They are complicit and they are racist. Yep. That's it. It is a hundred percent because, like, like, and you watch. There's a woman breached the fucking walls, came into the fucking building, and then there's a guy, a police officer, no shit, 
like old timey fucking they're going to the ball. He's got his arm out and he's literally helping her down the stairs out of this yeah. fucking you're watching it happen. You're thinking if that was anybody at one of those other protests, their teeth would be out of their mouth. And it's not that I yeah, suggest well, that that's how they handle it. Right. I don't think police brutality is the thing. But if you look at the difference in how they're handling it, you can tell that they are just different when it is a different yes. color skin. You can just see it. And look, I'm not saying I'm saying that everybody should receive the fucking kid gloves that these guys received this week. But they certainly shouldn't have been let into that building and they should have been stopped at the door. When they did finally get shoved out, that's when that's when they started to really push them around. And I watched a bunch of video of later on in the night where they had taken the kid gloves off and they beat the shit out of a bunch of these protesters. There's other video of them just kicking the shit out of these other protesters. So they there was other, you know, again. Once the cops got out of there, I guess they got their rage on later on in the evening and just beat the shit out of a bunch of them. But the other- th Is it like gremlins, man? The fucking sun goes down and the cops get fucking must crazy? Be. I want to say too, and I think that uh, that when we when we look at this, uh, one of the things that, that we've got we've to consider is that the, uh, while the police, um, while the police are, you know, are a huge problem with this, the- fact that these that these politicians have fucking tweaked this and tuned everybody yep. up for so long about this mm -hmm. voter fraud thing i want to look at those people there and I, i'm going to say this and i know i'm going to catch shit for it and i know people are going to be upset when i say this because it's so hard to look across the aisle and be empathetic but I, I just want you to understand that these people are hearing from their authority figures time and time and time again that someone stole an election. They believe it. These people genuinely believe it. And so their actions, while they shouldn't be doing it, should really be rolling uphill to the people who are spreading this rumor constantly, right? These people that are constantly pushing it, especially these seditious fucks in, in Congress, those people should be held responsible for this because they have been spreading this lie that the yep. president has been basically shouting since the since the entire election, since the election, since he lost. He's been saying the same thing over and over and again. He's been talking about all the different places that he should have won that he didn't. And I will say this. I do not think that those people, those Republicans who are amplifying this lie over and over and over and over and over again, I do not think that those people are, uh, believe it. I don't think that they believe Trump. I think the reason why they are amplifying this lie and why they will not stop amplifying this lie, and it's, it's, it's played out when you hear them speak on the floor, is that they didn't want everybody to vote. They didn't want, they wanted to disenfranchise people. They wanted to keep disenfranchising people. And so many rules and laws got put in place where we didn't do that this time. Where what we did was we opened up the voting process 
to make it more accessible. And that made them furious. And it made them so mad because they realized that they're not going to be able to win again if that keeps it that way. So they want to push back again. They don't, I don't think they care one bit about Trump. I think what they care about is silencing the American people and they didn't get a chance to do that. And now they're going to try to say that elections are rigged because they will never get their way again. Yeah, I I couldn't possibly agree more. I think mass voter registration signals for these guys the obvious death knell of the GOP and they know it and it scares them. And I, I couldn't possibly agree more. I don't think they actually want Trump to be in charge. I think they just recognize that if they don't do something to get this shit under control, that this continues to slip further and further from their grasp. What we saw last night, I think, was, you know, and I mentioned this term before, but like this was the inevitability of trolling as political strategy. Trolling is violence, right? And trolling can only yield violence. That's its intention. And when trolling is used as a political strategy, and, and in this case, trolling was used as a political strategy to further a fascist, right? Fascism does not end without violence. At name one time, fascism ended without violence. A, a cult of personality that has sprung up around this trolling mechanism that supports a guy like Trump it, it it becomes not about country or about party. One of the things that I thought was when when you watch the video of the uh, coup, insurrection, riot, whatever you want to call it, it, yeah, they were flying some American flags, but they were flying flags that said Trump's name. There was something really unique about this, right? They weren't they weren't flying fucking Rama Republican flags. They weren't saying go GOP. Yeah. This was fight for Trump is what they were chanting. Yeah. That's about one guy, right? That is that is a trolling as an ideology to further the political agenda, not of a party, but of a person, of one, one literally one person who desperately was struggling to maintain control of his party through a series of lies amplified and amplified and amplified until this crazy conspiracy theorist narrative. We... We, our capital yesterday, see, so this is a crazy thing to think about. Our capital was stormed by conspiracy theorists. Yep. That's absolutely 100% That's true. That's fucking That's true, true, man. It's just true. That's what happened. Be- like, here, conspiracy theorists centered around a cult of personality in an attempt to uh, continue the power dynamic of one person stormed the capital because they were egged on by trolls. Yeah. That's fucking what happened yesterday. That we can't let that happen ever yeah. again. There, that is so fucking dangerous. And part of why it's dangerous is it's real effective. Yep. If we didn't learn that from the last four years, we didn't learn the fucking right lesson. Yeah, it's super effective. Because it was real fucking effective. It's super effective. effective. And, and, you know, Corey Booker on the floor yesterday said something very similar to what you said. He said the last time that these halls were breached was from a monarchy. And he said, and now we're seeing not flags of a, of a people. We're seeing flags of a person, flags of one person, yeah. flags of Trump. And the last time it was flags of a king. And that's what they want. They want a monarchy. They want that. There is this cult of personality that wants that. You know, uh, I want to talk too about the people who went in there and smashed shit up and broke stuff. And I, I saw a bunch of people posting and trying to equate what they did to 
you know, some guy who fucking broke a window and fucking on Walgreens or lit a garbage can on fire over the summer. You know what I mean? Like those, the, 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 yeah. the race tensions that happened earlier in the summer versus where we're at now. And a lot of people were trying to compare the two and say, if you, if you thought violence was okay there, then you can't say anything about it now. Bullshit. Those two things are not even remotely uh, equitable. They're not equitable at all. hundred percent different. The difference is, is there's a, there's a bunch of people who are not in power looking to fight to try to get basic human rights. And then the other side is people who are in power who are petulantly stomping their foot and being angry. Yep. Those are two totally different things. They're not even on the same level. The idea that you would somehow think that those are equivalent makes you a stupid person. You're a dumb person if you think that. They're not the same. And then the fact that they would say, well, that's our house. We're allowed to do it. I watched those people attack the media. The media was there just filming it. I saw them break at least two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment, pouring water on it, smashing it. They they literally attacked these reporters, took their equipment, and just literally broke it into several pieces. So the idea that you're going to bitch and complain and say, "Well, it's our building; we're allowed to do that." Yeah, well, those guys, those people attacked normal citizens, and they do it all the yeah. time. They just don't ever. They have these weird blinders where they don't ever see that their side does it. Right? They don't ever see yeah. that their side does it. And when you when you finally are put in that position, all those people were screaming "fuck you, please!" Every single one of them because they were getting they yeah. were getting shoved around. Yeah. Every single one of them stopped back in the blue immediately. Stopped back in the blue. Yeah, you know, I I want to talk to you about one of the things that you mentioned, which I just think like the police response. There were there was like that old lady that like that you were talking about being sort of escorted yeah, yeah. like down. You're never going to sell me that the police did everything in their power to protect the Capitol when people are doddering about yeah. how when you watch the video, it's like they one thing I did think was actually almost comical in its in its farce um, was they these idiots storm the Capitol and then they don't have any idea what to do. There's no fucking plan next yeah. there. They, so fucking people of dubious fucking physical health get in somehow the cops are you know, trying to keep everyone at bay, but like, seriously, people who look barely mobile, like they're going to slip in, like they somehow manage to get past the vanguard of the blue, right? And they're in there. And then they're in the Capitol and mostly they just wander aimlessly there's about an, like teenagers in the mall There's at an night. awesome video of velvet ropes that keep you inside of this one little place, right? So like as you walk through, you're in this big rotunda type like area. And as you're walking, there's paintings on the wall and there's velvet ropes that keep you in the velvet ropes. Well, they just broke in and everybody stayed within the velvet ropes. They walked, <laughs> they walked right through. They just walked right through. They're all just walking through in the velvet ropes. It's hilarious. I saw one guy just walking away with the, the speaker's uh uh, podium, you had a, or not podium, yeah, lectern or whatever, yeah. lectern underneath. And then other people, they broke into Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's office, stole her mail. They trashed it, literally just trashed it. They just broke everything and smashed it. You didn't have a plan. They didn't have that one lady who's an Air Force, she was an Air Force vet. And she broke yeah. in with the rest of them. 14-year Air Force She vet. broke in with them. They, the guy's screaming. You can watch, there's a video. And there's video from all different angles. And someone spiced it all together. So you can see this happening, someone, many people screaming, she has a gun. Cops are literally two feet from her, two feet from her. They watch her stand up on the side of that window 
And the Secret Service is like, fuck you, sorry, I can't let anybody in. Blammo shoots her. And then the cops come and help her after she's been shot. But the yeah. cops are no shit. Two feet from behind her, didn't even bother to stop her. Didn't even try to stop lots her. Of cops. And not just one not cop. Not one or two. Talking, there's there, lots there's of cops. a dozen cops on yeah. that step. There was a dozen yeah. cops there. They watched her what die. The they literally watched her die. Yeah. They, they, their, their incompetence allowed all of this shit to happen. They're, again, the, the cops, I don't want them to beat the shit out of people. But like, to your point, they could have, they could have had a, they could have had a plan where this never would have yeah. happened. They could have not been allowed in there. What the fuck? I got to say this too. What the fuck did they think was going to happen? They're going to storm the Capitol and people are like, okay, let's redo the election. A bunch of fucking yahoos wandered around Nancy Pelosi's office. Well, I guess, well, I mean, what the fuck was your plan? You're going to someone, you're going to walk in and people are going to be like, okay, well, I guess you showed up uninvited, so you're in charge now? What happens? What the fuck did you guys think was going to happen wearing your weird badger costumes and your fucking super odd, like, fucking American flag capes and shit? Well, you think anybody's going to take you seriously? You're going to show up, and then you're going to wander aimlessly about because you literally have no plan about what to do once you get there. Then time is going to go by, and you're going to whistle on your way out. They're going to get your fucking picture. And in a couple of days, someone's going to arrest and you. You're going to go away. To, you're going to go to jail for a very long time. And it, because of Trump's specific uh, uh, executive, executive order, order that puts people away for a very long time. But I, I want to say too, you know, these people came out, they're wandering around, like you say, whistling about, let's say they would have grabbed the electoral college ballot box that was on. I, I don't know if you saw this, but the couple of aides, carried this out when all the the senators were pushed out of the place they they carried that, no. out i think it was in the house they carried out the ballot box that has all the fucking like old timey calligraphy ballot things that they get from the <laughs> from the from the states and if that was destroyed they would have to go through another whole process to to go through. So they actually consciously grabbed it and left. But if that was destroyed, I guess that there would have been some process to go through. I'm not a law talking guy, so I don't know, but there was some weird thing that that would have happened. But here's the worst. Look, guys, you guys do this. You Let's say you put off the inauguration until Trump has to leave. Nancy Pelosi is your president, stupid. I know. You did this to you. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. This, this only backfired. Here, so here, here's here's what happened as a result, you stupid ass motherfuckers. Here's what happened as a result. As a result, Lindsey Graham, yeah. Lindsey Graham stood in front of the whole world and said, enough is enough. This election is over. We need to move on. I'm paraphrasing but, yeah, only a little, little We need to <sighs> move on. Biden won. I wish that didn't happen, but that's what happened. Fucking Mitch McConnell gave a speech that I found myself agreeing with. That's the weirdest thing that's ever happened in 42 years of my life. Mitch McConnell gave a speech and I agreed with everything he I said. I disagreed with something. He tried to push it on the Democrats as if it was their fault. Oh, did he? He did that several times where he kept on saying, the Democrats came in and tried to take this, uh, tried to do the exact same thing that the Republicans are doing right now. We can't normalize this. He tried to blame it on oh, them. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't so remember So he that. did, okay. I did listen to that speech. And as he was saying, I was like, fuck you. Why do you have to somehow not just say the let's stop this. Instead, you've got to turn it into an attack because you're a piece of shit. That's why. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. But uh, you know, the best one was fucking Mitt Romney yesterday who turned to the yeah. audience and he just said, you know what we have to do? We have to tell them the truth. 
He lost. We have to say the truth to them. And the place erupted in cheers. You know, they they know. Everybody knows. Every single one of them knows he lost. They're just doing it because they know it's politically the only thing they can do to stop the inevitable, which is they will never get elected again. And guess what? The moment, you know, you probably lost yesterday with that display that they encouraged. You probably lost, you fractured. I do think you fractured the Republican Party yesterday. I, do I too. think you the fractured. GOP is split, I man. think you fractured. Yep. There are people out there now that are Trump loyalists, and I think you lost the there's a there's a conservative that you lost. I don't know what their name is, and I don't know how to classify them, but I want to say the fucking real staunch law and order people, I guess is how I would say it. Those people you lost yesterday, and you'll never get them back. Again, I don't care what you do. You're never going to get them back. Those people won't come back. Not to you. They might come back to a different Republican party, but they will not come back to this one. It's got to be reformed somehow. Yeah, I, I I do think that this is absolutely catastrophic to the GOP. I'm fucking good. And, and I want to be clear too, that when I watched like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and, you know, they, they start, they, these assholes that changed their yeah. mind after the coup, I do want to say that I know that that happened only because they realized the jig was up and that this was such political third rail toxicity shit that at this point they could no longer support it or they would be tied to Trump, who is now a failed president. There's no there is no ifs, ands or buts around that right there. There was there was a possibility for a while that maintaining a connection to Trump maintained a connection to that ultra motivated base. Yeah. And I think that that's why Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, they thought they could ride the coattails of this galvanizing force that motivated a base that the GOP had no right to and was never likely to see again. And they knew that. And so they yeah. were they were willing to do and say this anything wasn't Ted Cruz style. This wasn't conscious. Right. This wasn't a crisis right. no, where this they, they looked at themselves in the mirror and they thought, oh, gosh, you know, I just... I, what have I been doing? I oh my gosh, this is immoral. They, they, no, none of that happened. No, none no, of that happened. No, no, no. They just saw yeah. the writing Don't on the wall yourself. and they jumped yeah. ship. They these were rats yeah. jumping a sinking 100%. ship last night. That's all yeah. it was. It was. That's all it, it was. was. And anybody who was on that ship, I want to say this too. Anybody who was on that ship should fucking be ashamed of yeah. yourself. And I hope they sink. Forever. And I hope they sink too. Because if you if you yeah. played into this at all, you should sink. Period. If you played into this at all, you know, one of the few Republicans and I fucking, I hate him, especially because of all the votes, the vote for fucking Amy Coney Barrett is Mitt Romney. He was on from very beginning, sort of congratulating Biden and saying that he lost. He was one of the only ones, one of the only few, the rest, even Mitch McConnell and the rest of them all were saying, no, we got to, we'll let him, you know, exhaust his whatever bullshit because they knew too, that this was going to open up the floodgates for voting to be more, uh, open and a, and a chance for it to happen. Look, there's a reason why we vote on a Tuesday and why it's fucking, it's a business hour vote. There's a reason why right. that's fucking, <laughs> that happens, right? There's a reason it, it's you, your bank is open longer than you can fucking vote in this country. Okay. And, 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 and the fact that they fucking, they try to push and stop people from voting over and over and over again. And they close polling positions and they make sure that people of color have to jump through all kinds of hoops. And they want you to pay for some sort of ID as some sort of weird poll tax to try to make sure, even though there's a, there's a perfectly fine system, which makes sure that nobody fucking has voter fraud without a fucking 
with or barely any voter fraud. One fucking one thing happened in Georgia or something like that with yeah, signature right. ID. The reason why they do that, the reason why they push for that is because they want to make sure that it's harder for you to do it. If there's more hoops, you won't do it. They don't want you to do it. They want you to be a lazy millennial that won't buy stamps. That's what they fucking want, man. We were having a peaceful demonstration of violence yesterday that was lower than our rights. And what are, we're saying, Antifa ruined it, right? Yeah, Antifa, sorry. So Cecil, this is related. This is from Raw Story. GOP congressman blames Antifa fascists in backwards MAGA hats after Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. So I, I have actually seen this narrative um, and I'll tell you a funny story because she doesn't listen to the show, so I don't give a shit. My nanny was telling me a story that her parent, her parents are like hard fucking Trump supporters, right? And so when all this shit was kicking off and going down, she was over and she was very upset. And her mom was like, you know, they're right to storm the Capitol and like they should be there and like blah, blah, blah. Well, when that all politically backfired, yeah. when none of the things, whatever they were, that were, that they hoped to have happen, happened, when it all just turned into a fucking nightmare shit show and the entire sensible country turned on that. She flipped the script. It was like, that wasn't MAGA. That was, that was Antifa. Yep. So the day yeah. before, while it was happening, it was the right thing to yeah. do. And then as soon as it wasn't, it didn't have any political currency to spend yeah. from it. Then it wasn't it's us. Schrodinger's it, protester. It, exactly. Yep. Yep. If it, if it worked, it was yeah. me. If it didn't work, then it was the bad yep. guys. Yep. Yep. That's exactly the what happened. Bad guys? That's exactly what happened. They flipped the script. And evidently, Tom, if you are uh, someone who supports the president, a MAGA person, you're like Sylvester Stallone. If you turn your head back, it flips a switch. <laughs> turn your hat backwards, <laughs> it flips a switch. Sylvester Stallone like switch. and over the top. If you're interested, that's where the <laughs> reference comes from. And it flips a switch and it turns you into Antifa. What's crazy to me is there's all these people in the world who if they wear their hat a certain direction, they immediately change politics. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> to me. It's insane to me. This fucking guy, this is Mo Brooks from Alabama. <laughs> and you, for, you cannot expect a man named Mo from Alabama to be anything other than this guy. MAGA hat, they right? don't let you use that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mo from Alabama became a congressman because he's the fucking fourth person in Alabama that could read. <laughs> That's it. Not That's well, it. though. What a, yeah. yeah no, 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 well. no, it's why his name only has two letters. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? He tweeted out. This is what he tweeted out. This is how, remember when I said trolling as, pol as political strategy? Yeah. Here's what he tweeted out. House recess until order and safety can be assured. Rumor. This is what he Rumor. wrote. Rumor. That's where we're at now. Antifa fascists in backwards MAGA hats. Time will tell what truth is. Capitol police announcement. Capitol breach. Locked down. Do not leave chamber. We are, we are at a place where literally they are spreading rumors in order to confuse rumor with yep. truth, right? Because here, here is something that's important. It's not a rumor when authority figures say it, even if they say it with the caveat of this is a rumor. That's not how authority works. When your megaphone is that large, you are spreading things and the game of telephone quickly drops the word rumor, yep. right? The game of telephone says... Did you hear what Congressman Mo Brooks said? Congressman Mo Brooks right now is locked down in the Capitol. Holy shit. And he says it's Antifa fascists. That's what happened. Isn't Antifa fascists like an ATM machine? 
<laughs> yeah, well, well, no, isn't it like like something that it's like dark matter and matter like colliding? You're an anti-fascist, You're anti-fascist fascist, fascist, right? Yeah. Do you not like? Do, do they not know what Antifa stands for? <laughs> An- anti-fascist, fascist. Man, it's like full. You see fat, all those black clan it's leaders. Like full fat, non-fat ice cream. <laughs> right. One hundred percent. I can't believe it's not butter, butter. <laughs> what? I'll tell you, man, it's so fast how quickly they fucking, they jettisoned this narrative though, because what I saw too was a group of people that initially were pushing for it. And I saw on Twitter, especially, you know, some of the bigger megaphones were were pushing for it. And then a bunch of the sort of staunch megaphones that are sort of respect, I know not respectable, they're, they're Republicans, but you know what I mean? The ones that, that started tweeting out that this was abhorrent and it, and then also making sure to say while they were saying it was abhorrent that the reason why this is happening is because the left normalized this over the summer. That's, that was the messages that they came out with. They can't do anything. They can't say anything without somehow blaming the left for it, even though it's their <laughs> fucking fault that their idiots yep. were in the fucking area and it's their fucking fault that they got tuned up and it's their fucking fault that they pushed past the fucking guards and it's their fault that they stole fucking mail from Nancy Pelosi's desk. doesn't matter. It's still somehow Antifa's fault, right? No matter how many episodes of Law and Order SVU you watch, that doesn't, that's not an excuse to rape yeah. someone. Like, just because right. you saw it on TV a bunch doesn't mean yeah. you're like, well, then I had no yeah. choice. I saw, I don't know. Yeah. That's, not, that's not how that works at all. What the fuck? It normalized it? Well, I don't know. It seemed like it worked out so well for those guys that got the shit kicked out of them all yeah, summer. I, and I, they seem to forget that, conveniently forget that part, that there was people, you know, did you, I would say, I would, I would go out on a limb here and say 100% chance that there were more people guarding the federal building in Portland than there were the other day when they, uh, do you remember the scene, the video from that? I there do. Was, there I was do. cops yeah, when, yeah, three deep yep. around that federal yep. building with a fence and they, uh, they yeah. three deep around that federal building. And then, and way better and way more when, severely. And then armed. they also had just cars driving around with people in black clothes kidnapping people. They didn't do well, it. Do I don't remember, remember seeing that at all yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, and again, I don't I don't want us to ever do this, but do you remember when that fucking Navy veteran yeah, like just walked just up to there. the cops and just stood there talking to him and they fucking beat him with fucking batons and broke and his sprayed hand? sprayed shit right in his for face? For no reason. No reason. Sp- right, just sprayed him in the face and like, they beat the shit out of that guy for nothing. For standing yeah. and there. they helped that lady down the stairs yesterday. Right. I mean, we have a we have a a disproportion problem in this country. Yeah. yeah. Hello, this is BB Co- uh, Channel Four coming to you live from America. We have two Americans joining us, Tom and Cecil, reacting to President Trump's recent ban on Twitter. Gentlemen, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Janina, Sarah, Amy, Eric, Tom, Fra, Nicolette, Matt, Caitlin, TJ, Darth Pontifices, Jason, Jordan, the Brian D, Josh, Kate, 
and Jason. People who up their pledges, Jay, Marcus, and the Quiznos Demon. Thank you so much for your generous Oh, the Quiznos Demon. We truly do appreciate it. Uh, and next week on our live stream, I want to mention this, next week on our live stream, Thursday night, 9 p.m., Ian appreciation stream, come to YouTube if you want to send money to Ian. All the money that's donated will be sent to Ian, uh, given Gross. to him after the stream. So, uh, so if you want to use Super Chat, you can Super Chat us that night and we will give the money to Ian. And Ian's going to join us for either part or all of the stream. So come hang out with us. It'll be fun. Can't we just say we're going to give him the money and then not do it? Can't we just say we're going to have him on and not have him on? <laughs> All right. So uh, on the stream this week, we had a great time this week. A so fucking fun. laugh riot. Uh, it was so much fun. We watched uh, We watched a woman who got maced. Uh, that was the best thing. Get, more, get sort of jump cut into an Animaniacs short, which was absolutely genius. And then we also watched Trump's speech this week. Uh, Trump, the speech he gave literally two hours before we started the stream. So come check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, and we hang out with the chat and we, we chill and, and we had a great time. So go check it out. But if you did check it out and you want to get a follow-up to that Animaniacs thing, we're going to post it on this week's show notes. A woman is imitating the woman who got maced. At the, the rotunda, and it is so good. So we'll put a link on this week's show uh, notes. Thank you, Kyle, for sending us the Twitter, uh, the tweet. It is super, super funny. We also got a message from Sean, and Sean sent us a message from the AP, an article from the AP that shows that people who are, were selfieing and going through all the trouble of taking pictures of themselves and posting that they were at the fucking rotunda, well, guess what? You lost your job, stupid. Man, see, so do you remember when like cell phone video and cell phone cameras first kind of became a thing and fucking dumb teenagers would like go out? Like I, I remember going out when I was a teenager and you'd fucking do stupid shit, but it wasn't on video. Yeah. And then there was like this thing where teenagers are going out doing stupid shit and then it was on video and then they get in trouble for it. Yeah. And you're like, oh man. Now, like, we just film everything. Yeah, now it's like, live. We are, we are fucking taking yeah. selfies of our coup. It's unbelievable. That is, how fucking weird it like you're fucking this this fucking insurrection brought to you by TikTok. That is the craziest <laughs> so fucking crazy. world that we live in. But the, the dumbass thing about it, the wonderful dumbass thing about it is people are so fucking self-centered and like desirous of fucking microblogging every moment of their fucking pathetic illegal lives that they're gonna lose their dumb jobs over That's it. So crazy. This is what's gonna get these yeah. idiots put in jail. Absolutely. I, I have fucking a, fools. I actually have a story. So when I was a kid, we uh I was with a group of guys, these three other guys, and I was staying the night at one of their houses. And he lived across the street from material service. And he said, hey, tonight we're going to go out and we're going to go dress in black and go run around material service. And I thought, okay. well, that's cool. That sounds like fun. You know, and, and, and you know, we're going to break the law. I know we're going to break the law. 100% you're going to break the law. But, you know, I thought we were just going to run around by the quarry back there. Yeah, it's dangerous, but I didn't think we were going to do anything, right? I didn't think there was right. anything that we were going to do. You're not going to, you're in the middle of a giant gravel pit, for Christ's sakes. If you don't know what material <laughs> service is, they're, they're a company that mines limestone and gravel, and that's the company, and they make cement, I think. I don't know. They just, they're just like a, a rock company. So we just, we're going to run around in a quarry. So like, we go out there, we jump over the fence, and we, we run back there. And, you know, you're just being kids. So you think it, it almost feels like you're, uh, you know, you're pretending or you're thinking that you're sort of breaking into a place, but you're not really, I mean, you, you kind of are, but nobody's, you're not breaking right. in. No anything. one's out there looking yeah. for you. 
But we came across a trailer. And the trailer was a trailer that they used as sort of a place where you, they have a time card. You know, it's like a trailer for a boss and they would it's come administrator. in. Administrator. Yeah. And two of the guys say, let's break into that. And I say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I say, you guys can do that if you want. I'm not going to do that. And I, I take a step back. And two of the guys broke into it. And then they started just stealing a bunch of stuff. They had a boom box in there. They stole that. They stole a camera. They stole a bunch. Basically, whatever was in there that the guys had in there that the guys were right. using at their fucking job site, these guys stole. And they all go, we go running back with them. I go running back with them. And they go back to the house. And one of the idiots that was that went there, they took a picture of themselves with all the goods. They took a picture of themselves. And I'm sitting there looking at them, just thinking to myself, are you fucking stupid? What is wrong with you? Not only did you break into a place and, you know, they're not going to fucking dust the place for fingerprints, right? They're not going to come after. They right. don't care. The cops they, are going to expend gonna, zero minutes of energy. Cops are not going to spend any moments. And none right. of these guys probably care. They'll just requisition a new boom box or whatever. It doesn't matter. But- these guys take a photo of it. Well, now yeah. you got a fucking piece of evidence, you stupid idiot. You had a thing that you could have got away with and said you're so stupid. So it's not that they weren't stupid enough back then. It's just that they didn't have technology to upload right. it somewhere. That, because they would have. Tom, I guarantee yeah. you. I guarantee you they would have uploaded that somewhere. I guarantee yep. it. But they just didn't. Yeah. It was a fucking, it was a Polaroid. And it just so happened to be that that's what they stole too. So they had the Polaroid <laughs> and they took a picture of and that's what they took a picture of. So, you know, so, but it's like leaving a trail of fucking like driver's license breadcrumbs. Someone would have done this a long time ago if the technology was there. I guarantee yep. it. I guarantee it. Yep. Tom, uh, this Caillou thing, I don't know a lot about uh, Caillou, but we got an image. Oh, this, if there is any joy to be had in the beginning of 2021, it is that Caillou is dead. Canceled. <laughs> Fuck you, Caillou. <laughs> Caillou, fucking the most obnoxious, irritating, goddamn children's show any parent is there. Caillou is about, I think, a fucking four-year-old with cancer or something. I don't know. He's fucking <laughs> bald. He's fucking got an obnoxious, shitty voice. The show's about nothing. Nothing ever fucking happens. It is the worst. And every fucking little kid goes through a fucking Caillou phase and it makes you dislike your own child. <laughs> That's what this show is so fucking obnoxious. You just like, fuck, I know that my genes call to your genes, but I literally hate you. <laughs> I right loathe now. you so much. Caillou, yeah, yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. I'm glad you're dead, you horrible little monster. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we're done with that. Let's move on to a message from Sean, and he sent in a Star Wars message. It's a Star Wars meme. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. I really like it. Tom doesn't get it, but that's okay. I did. Um, I don't get it. What's uh, it? So, is this, no. no. Is that Han Solo? Yeah, it's Han Solo. It's from the first movie. He literally says those words in the first movie. So he, they, they get into a, a blaster fight by the control tower or whatever, and they kill everybody. Mm -hmm. And he turns around and someone says, hey, is everything all right down there? And he says, uh, everything's perfectly fine. Uh, we're fine. We're all fine here. How are you? And then the, <laughs> and then the guy says, what's going on down there? We're going to send somebody. And then he shoots the thing and he says, boring conversation anyway. And then he walks away and it's a really okay. cool moment. And it's a funny moment and people still use it. And so that's what, that's the reference. I know that I explained the joke. So <laughs> I, I just don't it, remember the movie. That yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it a million times. So, all right. So this next one is Pence 
And his his sweaty face, Pence, is saying, do I either protect democracy or cheat for Trump? I gotta say, Pence protected democracy. He literally- yeah, How shocking is he, that? He literally protected. What he did yesterday was say to Trump and two days ago, I can't do this. I can't, yep. I can't overthrow the world for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we got a message from Russell and he wanted to correct us just a little. He said- you know, I know you guys were kidding when you said it to, uh, that the bomb that that lizard person blew off didn't take out the internet, uh, but it kind of did for this area because there's a switching station there, but it did only for briefly and it did only for a day. But yeah, we we recognize that uh, that when you destroy a communications hub, you upset communications sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. For a week, I guess. Yeah. I think for, he's saying for a week, oh, even 9-11 okay. service was yeah. down and even worse. There was no Netflix for the kids. Oh. I don't even know how people raised kids Jesus. without the internet. They probably drown them or something. Uh, next one is, um, <laughs> this is an image from Seth and he's talking about an ad placement. I'm just going to post this on this week's show notes. It's an image. So good. It's so good. We got a link to Parlor Watch. Reddit has an R Parlor Watch. It's one word and it's uh, it's a place where you can find people who post shit from Parlor. And so it's pretty great. Uh, you can go check it out. We also got a message from Dave who said, I recently earned my PhD in philosophy and uh, defending a dissertation on conspiracy theories. I want to thank you both for reading The Biggest Th Secret a few years ago uh, so that I, remember with a PhD, could understand what the fuck was going on in that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that book is fucked up, dude. And it was, it was uh. I have to say, of all the things we did, that book was the hardest thing we've ever done. Although we did give up on two other books afterwards, Dianetics. We did and because else. it was exhausting yeah. to wade yeah. through bullshit yeah. that's that thick. It's so bad. Yeah. Got a great image from Aaron and it's uh, Mitch McConnell. You'll just have to see it. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's super great. So check it out. <laughs> this week's show notes. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Last week, we let, we released Toaster Shakens 2020. So all the best clips came out. You can go check that out if you missed it in your feed. That came out last Thursday, uh, which was New Year's Eve. Uh, and uh, this upcoming week, remember, on Thursday night, we are going to be doing a live stream to support uh, Ian and to, uh, to tip jar Ian. So if you want to come in, go to YouTube and you can super chat say nice things about him and the money that you super chat will be sent to him. And it's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. Uh, so come check us out. Live streams, uh, 9 p.m. Central, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook. And this is literally the only way that we're paying Ian. Yeah, I mean, we're year. not paying Ian. This, this, is, this it. is it. This is so the only way. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you love Ian's baby, this is yeah. it. You, Guys, this yeah. is your... And if you hate Ian's baby, do a $10 super chat and say, I hate Ian's baby. That's perfectly oh. fine. He'll have to read it. It'll be perfect. So <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. And uh, yep. and hopefully there's an America next week. Uh, and we will be back then. But we're going to leave you like we always do with the text, the, with the skeptic's creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts. 
shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.